Hello and uh, Merry Christmas to you all, my dear friends, wherever you are in the world uh, today. Now the year 20, 2021, one could uh, well say, has not been easy. Uh, it wasn't easy last year either. And so we are coming to the end of the year with uh, a bit of... Uh, um, heaviness in our hearts, um, wondering what is going, what is life going to be in the coming year. But our joy is in Christ Jesus. We are celebrating Christmas, uh, um, which is the gift of God to all the world uh, that gives us hope, better life in the years to come but only for those who are in Christ Jesus that is our message this morning it's Merry Christmas from the beginning of the gospel message in the book of Genesis to its very end so let's turn away from our sorrows and our pains let us concentrate on things that are of eternal value let's try understand what is Christmas all about so let us celebrate this year uh, with hearts that are filled with God's presence, with God's love. That's my prayer, and that is basically our message this morning. Once again, Merry Christmas, and a most pleasant, most blessed New Year. Let's pray as we begin uh, our message this morning. Father, we honor you. We gave you thanks, we glorify your holy name. You gave us your son to be our savior and our Lord. And in him we have, we have known things that we, should, we would never have known. We thank you and we bless you. As we listen to today's message, help us, Father, to have one, just one thought in mind, the gift of God to the people of the world, the gift of his own son, Jesus Christ, who came to save us from our sorrows and our pains and to give us a better life in the world to come. This we pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, it says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 6 to 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. 
Matthew chapter 1 from verse 18 to 25. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38, and it reads, In the second month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings! You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be Call the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overcome overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be with may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar's Augustus insisted issued a decree that a census should be taken 
of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town to, of Nazareth to Galilee, Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him <coughs> and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available from them for them. Look, look, chapter two, verse eight to sixteen. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it 
were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 reads, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to, to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Amen. Amen. Now we have already heard messages read from various parts of the scripture, not all about Christmas. And, and I don't want to really go back into those. I want, I, want, I want us to bring them all together into one basic message. And this very one basic message is what we read in the book of John chapter 3, verse 16, which um, I have chosen for our text this Christmas morning, 2021. Uh, these are the words of Jesus Christ himself as recorded for our benefit by his beloved disciple, John. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a scripture, a verse that is well known, one of the most um, memorable, the one of the most recited and memorized uh, of all the scriptures in the Bible. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have 
eternal life. That is all um, I, I want us to consider this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, when all is said and done, the Christmas story is actually the greatest love story ever told. The message of all the scriptures that we read here this morning and the message of the scriptures that will be read everywhere that Christmas is celebrated today is a message of God's love, God's wonderful love, His perfect love for the people of this world. And it says, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. God gave us His best, His perfect gift of his one and only son to the intent that those who believe in him will not perish but they shall have eternal life. Life eternal in the presence of God himself is a gift on offer this morning. Forget the many offers in the shops. You know, buy one, buy two and get, get one. Uh, God's gift to us is the one we consider this morning, the best gift of all time. So let's talk a little bit more about this. We know as human beings that our primary concern as we live in this world is life itself. Our primary concern is life itself, life here on earth, life in the world. We are mainly concerned about the necessities of life, such as food, water, clothes, business, health, family, uh, and all our responsibilities our rights even, um, and all the, and, I mean, rights under the law, our relationships, we are concerned about these and much, much more. And there's nothing wrong. Don't hear me saying that there's anything wrong with being concerned for these things. And yet, the Bible reveals to us that life on earth is not all there is. There's more, much more to life than living here and eating and drinking and dressing and being housed and doing all other things that people do here on earth. There's much more to life than this. Our text that we have just read talks about eternal life. It talks about life without end in the presence of God and that only for those who believe in the Son of God whose birthday we celebrate 
every Christmas season and it is celebrated in many parts of the world. So let us consider this gift of life in Christ, eternal life in Christ Jesus, as it is recorded for us in the Bible. When people eat and drink and they have enough, when they live well, when they are healthy, when they have good friends, when they have enough money and enough comforts to live by, when they enjoy all the good things of life and they can afford to buy them, they tell them themselves, this is life. This is the life. I'm truly living. I'm truly enjoying life. However, the Bible tells us that this is not life at all. This life here on earth always comes to an end. And life, even our own, even my very own, will one day come to an end. True life, according to the Bible, is available only in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, whose birthday we are celebrating. Only in Jesus' life to be found. If we believe in him. Let me read from 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, concerning true life and false life. Verse 11 and 12 read, and this is a testimony, God has given eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Then verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Many people think that eternal life comes only when we die or when we go to heaven. Life, eternal life actually begins right here now when we put our faith in the Son of God whom he sent. That's the purpose for which Jesus came, to give us eternal life, to save us from death and eternal damnation away from God. So our text from John 3.16 tells of two kinds of people and their eternal destiny. John tells us about, I mean, and this is Jesus actually, uh, as quoted by John, uh, tells us that who, those who believe, John tells us about those who believe and those who don't believe in the Son of God. Those who believe have eternal life. Those who don't believe in the Son of God will perish. Dear friends, this is important. God does not want anyone to perish. God would have saved the devil himself if he had repented, if he had humbled himself. 
but humbling himself was just too much for him. God does not want any, anybody he has created in his own image to go to hell. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Because God is love. He is the giver of life. That's why he sent his son that we may have life in him. Christmas reminds us of God's love, even for those who hate him. Christmas is God's invitation through his son Jesus to come and experience his love. I hear people saying, he, meaning Jesus, he is the reason for the season, and so it is. There's no point of celebrating Christmas, therefore, when you don't have the one who is the reason for the season. It's not just a break from our work. It's not our holiday. It's not about eating and drinking and making merry. And so, God is concerned for us. We should have the same concern for our lives now and for the future. The events Christmas happened 2,000 years ago. But Jesus reveals us that life in him begins at the point of our conversion. But then it is a life that we, we, we are to live fully in the world to come. Now, the message of the world to come is, is a message that I, I, I don't hear often, um, you know, preached or taught. So let me just remind us today that there's another world, there's another life that is different than the world, than the life that we live here on earth. Life here is temporary. It ends in death. Life in Christ begins in this world, but it is to be lived forever in the presence of God. Life without end. My good and my dear friends, we have been on this forum over the last 12 years, 12 months, I beg your pardon, since, you know, since, since the whole year, and the year is coming to an end. This is a time to make a, a decision, my dear friends. God has given us life in his son, and it's available right here and now. But you see, there are those two kinds of people those who believe and have eternal life, and there are those who do not believe and they don't have life. So what kind of life are they living then? What is this they are celebrating? When the Bible says, and God says himself they will end up in hell, is that what they are celebrating? Their future in hell? Does that make sense surely? for people, you know, with a sense of reason? I don't think so. So let me suggest, let me invite you in the name of Jesus to come to him right now and receive from him the gift of life that you we may not perish, but have eternal life. Life, my dear friend, is not the one we are living here. No matter how good it is, true life is available only in Christ Jesus. Let me say that 
receiving Jesus into our lives this morning, this Christmas morning or this Christmas day is the greatest decision that anyone can never make. So why don't you step forward and ask Jesus to come into your life right now? As we celebrate Christmas, those of us who know Christ, let us be sure to put Jesus Christ as the center of everything that we do. And may God bless you as you celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Amen. Thank you.